Dairy Cast, the Anime Trope Podcast. My name is Caleb. I've been torrenting fan subs for ten years, and this is Garrett. Say hi, Garrett. Hello. So, Garrett, what have you, what have you been doing this week? What have you been playing, watching, etc.? Um, well, I've been playing a lot of Agents of Mayhem, and that's not anime related. So, I'm gonna talk about all the shows I've been watching, and all. Okay, so this is something we were talking about. We were talking about um, when we were thinking of topics for future episodes we're talking about uh bad shows that have good intros and so i've been watching uh to love rue because i love trash (laughs) and i've been watching and you're gonna have to help me with the pronunciation again because i can't remember it it's like surudere children surudere children uh surudere children i want to say children sundere children it's not sundere children um (laughs) but and it's a really good um, short, which I, I don't like a lot of shorts. Like, Aho Girl is okay. Aho Girl is hit and miss for me. But um, it's a nice little 12-minute short, and it uh, continues on through each episode. Basically, okay, so I'm going to go back up. So it's a romantic comedy that takes place in high school, and it follows basically maybe five five or six different relationships as they're starting, ending, and kind of in between. And it's really funny. It's it's just really cute, and you can totally relate to it because there's these moments where you're just, you don't know if, who wants to make the first move, or you don't know how far you are in your relationship, or just your sister gets a hold of your phone and messes with your girlfriend. Like, it's just really funny. And it's really cute, and I would totally re- recommend it. I've been watching a lot of that, but um, I've also been watching Knights and Magic. I've been watching, uh, oh my god, I forgot the name of it. Knights and Magic, uh, smartphone in another world with my smartphone. I stopped <laughs> watching restaurant. I stopped watching restaurant in another world. Um, so you you're gonna continue watching the shit isekai uh, show, but you're not. But you're gonna drop the promising isekai show. I found, re- okay. I love the t- the idea of restaurant in another world, and I loved the first couple episodes. But yeah, it is rather slow. It's kind of just the same thing over and over again. It's kind of them describing the food and not much really happening. Yeah, but so is Food Wars, though. No, Food Wars, a ton of stuff happens because Soma gets he gets himself into a lot of shit, and he's an asshole because he just he's he's challenging everyone around him, and it's tense, and there's like plot points and arcs, and this just seems like the same thing, just with like new customers each week. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And like it's it's fine. It's a good show. It's just not my speed. Like, I can recognize it as a good show, but I can recognize that it's also not done in the way that I would do it. Is it, is it like that kind of, is it like that kind of, like, relaxing show, like, you know, uh, the, which show was, like, a few seasons ago? Like, you know, that kind of, like, show that you watch when, when, like, you just want to watch something, and you're back from work, and you're tired as shit. Like, it's that kind of show, right? Yeah, exactly. And it's, like, it's, like, really nice and soothing, and it's just... It's like, oh my god, all this food is so amazing, and everyone rushes for the food, you know, from from uh, battle and stuff like that. They're like, oh, this is what gets me through, 
and like it's 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 a com- it's a show about comfort food and it's a show that is comfort food you know it's one of those types of things and um i i think it's good i just don't particularly enjoy it um what about you what have you been watching um, so I've been watching a lot of gamers because that's the best show of the season oh, for fuck. me. I totally forgot gamers. Yeah. So I've been, <laughs> so, okay. I've been watching gamers too. Okay. So what do you think about it? H- how about that last episode? Huh? Okay. Wait. So are you caught up? Yes, I am caught up. Okay. So I did not okay, like the last okay. episode. I'm sorry. Uh, not caught up as of yesterday. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I did catch, uh, the sixth episode when the thing happens, you know, that thing. So the sixth episode, and I'm not going to spoil anything. The sixth episode is going to be the best episode of the season. There's no way they can top that just because it was really, the twist was really, really well done. It was fucking great. And like, I really, I, I'm like so excited for this show because of, because of what happened, because it's just like such like, oh man, uh, these two are aren't actually going to be sitting around and doing nothing about their emotions for, like, six seasons. Well, not uh, the guy, but definitely the girl was definitely the issue. Uh, might uh, have done that. But, yes, that uh, I'm glad that, like, something is happening in this show. And, like, there's... I love the fact that they have all these cute Moe girls, but, like, actually, like, two of them might be uh, commi- uh, in a committed relationship or crus- crushing on someone. Yeah, no, I like – so the thing is there's something that I have to talk about, which is the fact that I – very rarely do I find a show that I want to go, like, right now watch. Like, very rarely yeah. do I have a show that I'm like, man, I'm getting out of bed to watch this show. Like, you know, like that kind of feeling. But Gamers, after the sixth episode, made me want to do that. Like it was like yeah. I'm not I'm not saying that the earlier episodes were bad or any mean, but that's how good episode six was. Yeah, exactly. But then I watched episode seven. Oh, what <laughs> happens at episode seven? I, I can't say anything because it just it goes back to where it was, and that's what disappoints me. Oh, oh, that's disappointing. Actually, so so, so it doesn't like completely go back. It's not like it like it's not like it um uh, retcons the whole thing or anything like that. It just it goes back to like. You know, um, the main character, uh, what is his name? Uh, Amano? Amano? Uh, yes, Amano. Amano. And he, um, he's sitting in the booth after school with the other girl, you know, and how they've been doing that every couple episodes now. They've been doing that, like, all the time. And it goes back to that. And it just goes back to them stewing and wondering what to figure out next and how they're going to solve this problem. And it's just like, (laughs) I expected... A little bit more. I expected like there to be a big blowout because of what happened. I expected everyone to just be like, "Holy shit! Like this is incredible!" But it doesn't really go in that direction, <laughs> and so it was a little disappointing. And uh, another show that I have I've seen this on multiple lists, and I just need to say this because I'm getting very upset. Um, people have been saying, "Oh man, you should watch the new season of New Game." If anyone knows what that show is, it's about this girl that starts working at a fictional game company called Eagle Jump. And then now in the second season, she's like supposed to have like a bigger role at the company. And I don't find it that engaging. I really I don't find the characters that likable. And I really want to know from other people why this show is on your list of shows to watch in this season, because I don't understand it. 
And so if anyone can um, explain that, that would be great. I mean, honestly, I watched the first few episodes, but, like, I was expecting, like, a Shirobako. Like, have you ever seen Shirobako? Yeah, I've seen Shirobako, uh, where they're working behind the scenes of an anime. Yeah, like, that's one of my favorite anime, like, ever. It's, like, so good. Um, Couldn't get and, past like, just... episode two. Why, why? Um, it was so, so slow. Yeah, that's the thing with you, isn't it? You, you need, uh, you can't handle the slow burn shows, can you? I can't. See, the thing is, like, I can, like, my friend, actually, you know him, Oliver, really loves Shirobako. And yeah, I yeah. think, I think that it has the potential to be something great. And if I sit down and watch it all the way through, I'll probably feel the same way. But getting past the first few episodes where they introduce i'm not even kidding they introduce like 15 characters because of the whole yeah. fucking staff and that's yeah exactly to me, just painful because i can't process that i can't process trying to do 15 different characters and i know that they don't focus on all the characters all the time but it's just it's a lot for me to kind of absorb all in one sitting and so it was just slow and i like comedies a little bit more and so, and I love romance. I love romance, and I don't know if there's romance in that show at all. But fair enough. Uh, no real romance, but uh, Hideaki Anno, the creator of Evangelion, shows up for a second. That's <laughs> fucked up and awesome at the same time. <laughs> Have you ever seen? Uh, so this is this is not anime. This is a J drama. <laughs> and immediately, I'm regretting even bringing this up with uh, with you, but. Have you ever seen Blue Blazes? Uh, it's like so good. Have no, you ever heard of it? I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. I don't watch uh, a lot of live action anymore. I don't really, in general. I, I used to watch a little Common Writer. I, I still do every so often. But like Blue Blazes is great. It's uh, the story about like this uh, college kid who's like in his fresh uh, freshman year of college in like Osaka art school and um he's like I'm gonna be like an animator or a manga artist and like he's like he's like in this like bubble where he was like the kid who had like the best art in his high school and like he goes to college and and this is in 1980 and he's in college with Hideaki Anno and he thinks he's the best and then he meets Hideaki Anno and sees his art for like a project and he's broken because Hideaki Anno is just that fucking good <laughs> That's fucking great. And basically, it's the story of basically this guy trying to, like, uh, trying to become a pro. At first, he's like, I'm going to do animation. But then he meets Hideaki Anno, and he's like, fuck animation. I'm doing manga. And it turns out, oh, hey, I'm not actually that great of an artist. Hey, um, yeah. And, And basically, it's all about learning to be a pro and growing up. It's, like, one of my favorites, and I constantly revisit it. It's only 12 episodes. And, like... Half of the like the founding staff of Gynax is like a part of the cast in this show. It's great. I'll definitely have to check that out. I mean, it sounds you you sold me on it, so I'll I'll take your word for it and I'll watch it. Oh yeah, yeah. I uh I I would highly recommend it. Uh, recommend it to anyone who ever has an interest in the creative process. Uh, in terms of my week, uh, g- uh, gamers, um, I've actually, so I've been uh, working on a show that's a part of my big pile of shame. Like, this is extremely shameful. Uh, basically, so here's how it works out. My first Gundam 
was G Gundam. I n- have <laughs> never seen Wing Gun- uh, uh, Gundam Wing, even though I am a huge Gundam fan who have seen like a huge amount of the Universal Century shows, like uh, most of the alternate universe shows. I have never seen Gundam Wing, uh, and of that same era, of that same era, I've never seen a specific tsunami show that everyone loves and everyone says is the best. Is the best. You guess which one? Uh, I don't know. Okay, I've been watching Outlaw Star because I've never seen it. Oh my god, Outlaw Star is amazing. Um, what's his? Oh my god. Um, Gene Starwind. Thank you. Oh my god, best fucking name ever. Gene <laughs> Starwind. What? What a champ. Um, it's it's a great anime. Um, they just, I just saw a discount or a new release or something. Um, of the Blu-ray box set, which looked really nice that I was thinking about getting. And it's, I mean, it's so good. It's, I, 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 I'm gushing right now because I love that show. And so it's really good. Honestly, I, um, it's kind of like if you dislike Cow Baby Bop and I don't know anyone who dislikes Cow Baby Bop because that shows the fucking best. And Tank it's is kind of like, like one of the best intros ever. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Though this show also has one of the best intros ever. I'm like 20 episodes in. I'm almost to the end. Yeah. Um, so, I've, so I've experienced the chunk of the show. I was kind of uh, surprised because, like, um, from my perception, I thought, like, the first episode was going to be him uh, at the end. It was going to be him uh, in the Outlaw Star. That takes, like, four episodes. So I was actually kind yeah. of surprised. Uh, because I expected it to be like a very episodic show, and it does get pretty episodic, but like it's also like very good, and like the entire crew is interesting and like lovable and great. Uh, Aisha Clan Clan is just not a is not really the type of character you can get from modern anime anymore, uh, because she's like very Aisha. much a character. Aisha, yeah, she's just so so great. I remember she was one of my first anime crushes. Just absolutely great. Fantastic. I've heard the same from a lot of people. Like, she's just not the type of character that cr- gets really created anymore. She's very much a character of her time, and that's what makes her makes her kind of like so likable. No, and I I think that um, you hit it nail on the head right there. I mean, it's it, it, the problem is like I have trouble rewatching shows. Like, I'll watch them and then I'll be like, oh, I have time to watch either a new show or an old show, but Outlaw Star is one of those shows I could always go back and rewatch. Like, it's just, it's really well done. They have, they have actual arcs. You have to pay attention sometimes, but they actually do have actual arcs, which is really nice. Yeah. Um, and I mean, the animation is just great. I, I think that oh, if, yeah. if you're a fan of that kind of uh, sci-fi type stuff, I, I would highly suggest it. Yeah, I, I love late 90s cell animated animation, and, like, that was immediately the thing. I, I remember watching the opening a lot because I was like, this is, like, the best opening of a show I've never seen. And I uh, just recently I was just kind of like, fuck it, I'm going to watch uh, Outlaw Star. It's, like, the big show on my pile of shame along with Gundam Wing because uh, everyone's like, Gundam Wing is my first Gundam. It's, like, the best. And I've heard from other people that, no, it's actually one of the worst. But, like, I kind of watch it to figure it out but I, I really don't have any interest in seeing it anytime soon no and I, gu- I i agree i mean like gundam wing is one of those things that it's uh, it's that kind of problem that because it's your first and it might have gotten you into something really great you kind of 
have those what are they called it's like a I can't remember. Nostalgia glasses. Thank you. Exactly. (laughs) I'm surprised that you knew. But yes, nostalgia glasses. And it's like not actually as good as you remember. Like it really it like it really isn't. And so Gundam Wing, you can take it or leave it. I would leave it. But that's just me. I've seen like the first couple episodes. I'm I feel like it's eventually something I have to do because I'm just like this. Like my friends are like, oh, hey, it's that Gundam guy. He sure likes Gundam. And I'm like, yeah, I've never seen Gundam Wing. What the fuck is wrong with you, Caleb? Why haven't you seen Gundam Wing? And I'm like, like, I guess... If you have to watch one of the Gundams now, though, um, you know, if if you want to watch a Gundam show, there are new Gundam shows that you can watch that are really well done. Exactly. And so I'd rather spend my time doing that. I mean, mean, anyone can watch Iron-Blooded Orphans, like the entire show, like right now for nothing. Yeah, and I I would suggest it highly. It's a good show too. Like, um, but anyway, my week. I've also been uh, playing this game. Uh, I I bought it a while ago and I finished it and I've started replaying it. It's uh, it's anime related. It's uh, called uh, VA11 uh, Hall A. So Valhalla. Yeah, I've I've I have it on my wish list, and I've seen a lot of gameplay of it, but I have not played it. Do you like it? Yes, it is great. Um, so the thing I typically have, uh, so this is a visual novel, and the typical issue that I have with visual novels is just that, like, um, it's supposed to be kind of like this choose-your-own-adventure game, and there's just not enough choices, and there's not enough, like, you doing things uh, in order for me to, like... Like, for example, I love Steins Gate, the anime, but I could not, like, start that game. It had, like, such, like, this hard, like frustrating start to it and I, I just couldn't get into the video game itself I've been meaning to keep I keep on trying it over and over again but it's just not something I can start um, but this game it has like just like a lot of things that you can do you can check your Twitter or your 4chan or you can serve drinks and serving drinks is like an actual mechanic that you have to do and it's fun to do and there's like just a lot of good stuff to do other than reading other people's dialogue. And I love reading other people's dialogue. Otherwise, I wouldn't play uh, JRPGs. But the thing with JRPGs is that I have all this combat to do. Um, But generally, yeah, I I love Valhalla. It's got a ton of great characters, and, like, you just get all these, like, great little moments. There's regulars at your bar that you get to meet and know. And it's just a lot of fun. Um... It's kind of like that dark cyberpunk uh, cheesy stuff that I love. It's got kind of like this um, MSX feel to it. Uh, like It feels like an MSX, MSX game like you would play a la like Metal Gear or something that wouldn't typically get translated. It's just... Uh, let's say it was translated. I believe these are uh, Western devs who made it. Um, but generally, it's just a lot of fun. I would highly recommend that as well. Yeah, I I've been meaning to pick it up. I had uh I had it in my wish list during this uh, Steam Summer Sale, and I missed yeah. out. Um, I just I didn't have the expendable cash, and I kind of because I spent it on a bunch of other stuff during <laughs> during <laughs> the Steam Summer Sale, and um now I'm kind of regretting it. Uh, I I know that is something I have to pick up. But uh, other than that, oh, I've also been playing Persona Five. Um, so thing with me is that I drop games and then I pick them back up. Um, and I love Persona 5, 
but at some point I had like played for like a straight 72 hours, so I didn't play for like a month, and now I've uh, started back up again. Uh, I just finished um, the space dungeon, uh, just keeping it vague in case, uh, so I don't spoil anyone. But yeah, I just finished the uh, space dungeon, and uh, I think that uh, yeah, it seems like I'm pretty close to finish it, finishing it. I think I. About three fifths of the game, I want to say. Oh man, those games are long, but I love them. They're so great. Yeah, I mean, if I remember, you're you're pretty close. Um, I just so you haven't beaten it yet, right? No, I have not. So this is not like New Game Plus. Oh no, no, it okay. is not. So I I just have to ask because you haven't beaten it yet. How how does it compare to something like Persona Four Golden? I feel like the so Persona 4's uh so the whole thing with Persona 4 uh that I love so much is that like its villains like uh big like reason for doing it is the best ever uh again just keeping it vague um whereas like I don't really feel like uh I feel like Persona 5 structure is just way better but it has some slightly less than rec- uh, less recognizable uh, characters. Um, I really don't want to judge it too much before I finish it because you know uh, yeah. I haven't fought the final boss stuff like that. Um, I mean, right now I would probably place my uh, p- place uh, like the last three games as four, five, three is yeah, how no, in the order do. how I like them. Yeah, no, yeah. I completely agree with that. Uh, I mean, it's, there's just not a lot that can uh, top uh, Persona 4. I do have an uh, I do have a question to ask you because I've been asking a lot of people this. I think that they're probably going to do the next Persona a lot quicker than Persona 5 because they have all the assets done, and it's probably going to be like how uh, 3 and 4 was in the fact that this is probably going to be late. Uh, Persona 6 is probably going to be a late generation uh, PlayStation 4 game, but I could be wrong. Like I could be completely wrong, but who knows? Um, what do you want for a Persona 6? Um, the top one is the most obvious one, which is I want a female character. Um, it's not yes. something I, so this is really weird to me because it's not like I go through and I play the main character and I'm like, oh man, I want to go back and play through the female character right away. But it is something I want to experience because there are a whole other side. Like, so there's the whole male character, um, uh, what you call it in what 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 are confidant like uh, ranks that I don't get to experience in a romantic sense and it, that adds a completely different depth to their characters so like I would like to be able to see not just the friend side of them I want to be able to see the romantic side to them and like same like because I mean they did it in Persona 3 Portable and so yeah. I don't know why they haven't I mean okay I know why they didn't do it in Persona 5 because it just story wise it just didn't feel organic but um i i i just think that that's something that my roommate is a female and she would really like to be able to play as a female you know what i mean like she doesn't want to have to pick her favorite waifu see i would like to play as a male and be able to romance the dudes or a woman and romance the ladies or vice versa whatever it I would like the choice for both of them, and I would like to be able to play as a man or a woman. I realize that's a lot of work, but I feel like it's worth it. Because Persona 5, uh, no matter what kind of like otaku you are, and no matter what kind of 
no matter uh, what gender you are, it appeals to you uh, because like there's like all these hot dudes and hot ladies, and they all have like these really interesting personalities and in-depth character uh, arcs. I feel like Persona Five is like one of those games that are just like it's one of those games uh, and franchises and fandoms that probably has the biggest fifty-fifty split. split. Yeah. And it's not like they can't do it because it's there's a structure that they have, which is I don't know if anyone's played, but um, if you play through five and they I think they did it in four, which is um, at the end of a confidant link between if you're a male and a female, it will be like you're about to turn like you can't turn back like it's going to turn into a relationship. And if they just had it branching like that, you know, they had that option where you know whether or not you're going to be able to get into a relationship or a friendship with them, whether you're a male or a female, and set it up like that. Um, you could kind of have it copy-paste for female-male. You know what I mean? And so yeah. um, it's not like they, they don't have a good way of presenting it. I just think that they have to make it feel organic to the story, which it didn't feel like 5 could. I mean, like 5 deals with a lot of in the beginning, you know, because you find out what the character, you know, he gets arrested for or whatever like that, um, for uh, protecting a woman and stuff like that. And maybe they felt, I don't know, maybe they felt like a woman being placed in that position, you know, wouldn't be, would have, yeah, you know, would have like, might skew, have, like, skewed it in some way. Yeah. Different implications. Yeah. Exactly. And so I don't know. I'm not. I'm not the team behind it, but I think that it would be a really great thing. Um, otherwise, I want. I like it when my friends feel like like really close friends. I didn't feel that way in Persona Five for some reason. Really, I I totally felt that way with like with Ryuji and uh, a lot of a lot of the characters. Like, I like the more happy go lucky like... stuff, which was four. Four was much yeah. more happy go lucky, and five was more intense. It was kind of like a darker story. Well, you know, I definitely would think it's a darker story. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. And I just really like, you know, I love how they did the color, the color scheme being red this time as opposed to yellow the time before and blue the time before that. So I'm assuming the next color, if they go with that again, will probably be like green or something like that. Um, and I, I would just really like to see, I don't know, something about I like the happy-go-lucky story. I really do. I, I really like it. Everyone just feeling like, oh, man, today's the best day ever because we're together, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. I, I like yeah. that. I like that kind of shit. I know it's really sappy, but I like that, so. Well, I mean, Persona 5 does a lot of that, I would say. I mean, I feel like all the social links, you get to really know all of the characters. Um, though, admittedly, I think that the best social links are with the older characters, like uh, the person who brings... I'm, fu- I'm fucked with names today. Seriously, uh, the person that brings you in is like one of the best characters. Sojiro. Uh, to do Sojiro. Sojiro is like one of the best characters to do an S link with. Um, Tei Takemi is also one of the best. Your teacher is also one of the best. I hate the teacher link. Don't even say that. Takemi no, is the it- best one. Yes, Takemi is the best one. At least we can agree on that. But I love the teacher uh, social link. I think it's one of the best social links in. Like the franchise. No, okay, no, can't, 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 <laughs> I can't agree with that. Sorry, I'm just, I just thought she was just so rude to me all the time, and I could not take it. <laughs> I was just like, you're in my house, I'm paying you. Don't be an asshole to me. Wow, wow. 
Um, do you want to do the news? Uh, yeah, let's do the news. Okay, it's recording. <laughs> Sorry about that. It's just such a piece of shit. No, it's fine. I get it. Um, the so... news. The news. Yeah. So did you hear that the uh, dot hack uh, last code is going to be uh, coming out on November third? I knew it was coming out. I did not know it was November third. I'm very excited. They added um, a couple new mechanics, and I think they added a new character. I I feel like I read that. I don't know. You might. Yeah, yeah. Me. Uh, they I, I I saw the trailer, and uh, they did add a new character. Uh, Haseo has like a new form, which is pretty cool. I'm just like really happy that they're um that they're uh, revisiting this franchise because like it was like a huge part. I remember like just sitting. Uh, in like being obsessed with these games uh, when I was uh, in high school, and uh, just playing them a shit ton, I, I distinctly remember like going off to like watch a TV show while I waited, uh, while I sat and waited for my character's SP to uh, regen. Oh my god! <laughs> for example, yeah, I mean like both in Dot Hack, um, the original quadrilogy, I guess, and then Dot Hack GU. I mean, yeah, going through those dungeons just feels like going home sometimes because I played that so much. Uh, it was, yeah, it's I'm I'm super thrilled. Um, I personally never got to beat uh, all of the GU series, so I'm excited that I'm going to be able to do that for the first time ever in HD. I think that's fucking yeah. great. I think that's amazing, and I'm I'm so 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 glad that they are doing this because I thought the franchise was dead. <laughs> so. Oh yeah, so did I. Like like uh, Link and uh, that fighting game didn't get translated or brought over here at all. Uh, like. Fan, fans are still translating Link, uh, though from what I... I mean, I I read the manga for Link and I didn't really like it that much. It's just, like, too generic for me. It's, like, the most generic version of the franchise. Uh, maybe the video game is way better than I'm giving it credit, but, like, I, I haven't played it yet. Uh, and the movie never came over here, which is really disappointing because that looked good. Yeah, it looked great. I mean, the movie, let's see what you were talking about, because the movie was packaged with uh, Dot Hack Versus. Is that what you were talking about? Yeah, like, yeah. So that yeah, was the, what I was talking about. Yeah, those. that's the fighting one. And I would have, and I'm not big into fighting games, but like we were just talking about Persona. I have played the Persona fighting games because I like Persona. I would probably buy Dot Hack Versus because I like Dot Hack. So like they're losing a whole audience because, you know, we really, really, really want to support the series. I, I guess it must have been, like, at some point, they must have just, like, for uh, for a certain period of time, I think Bandai just wasn't, like, bringing over a lot of anime games. Um, I mean, I guess Dot Hack was uh, uh, part of that, and now they're bringing out over a lot of uh, anime games, so Re Last Recode is uh, coming over here. I'm like, I'm also really excited for, like, the Dot Hack-ish uh, Digimon game uh, sequel that's coming over here, too. Um, crap, I can't remember exactly what it's called, but it... it the last uh, Digimon game, or the last Digimon game before, I didn't really like the last one, was uh, also really good. Um, and just in general, I love .hack. I'm glad the franchise isn't dead. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm actually kind of curious. So they brought .hack GU, the slightly less liked ver uh, version of the franchise, uh, for a re-release uh, yet not the original Quadrilogy. Uh, what do you think that is? I Honestly, for me, I think it's just because those games are not uh, 
have not aged as well as people think they do. And that the that whole like four uh those four games like need like a remake more than a remaster. Whereas you can totally just remaster GU because it's a little more modern. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Actually, that's exactly what I was gonna say because I actually did just play through um, probably within the last year or two, probably within the last two years, I played through all of Dot Hack uh, Quadrilogy, and it it seems like it should be one game. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? But they, but at the time, I can understand why it was four games, especially since it had the four DVD releases with it. You know, the four OVAs, um, and I think that mechanically speaking, like you said, it does not age well. It really doesn't, and it just GU felt really fluid, and I think that's really important. And I think that when you play a game like GU, it feels really special with the way that they did the combat mechanics in comparison to doing it in um, uh, the quadrilogy. Yeah, I mean, plus, I mean, if you read all, like, the extra material and, like, the interviews and shit like that, like, I had a brain aneurysm, I think, when I realized that uh, Sora from Sign is actually Haseo. Yeah, it's, they have, so they have, like, a really weird uh, (laughs) uh, connected universe with, like, continuity and stuff like that, because, like, they have, uh, what is it, they have Roots, Link, Sign... Um, key. What is it? Key of the Twilight, and then they have uh, Legend of the Twilight. Legend of the Twilight. Thank you, Legend of the yes. Twilight. And then I think like one or two more, and then they have all the manga, and then they have, like, they just have so much. Like, you can go through the anime, and then you can go through the manga, and then you can go through whatever, and it's just just so much stuff. But they're all interconnected. Like, well, I mean, I've always felt like the video game was always the core uh, core experience, just because, like, if you watch Roots, for example, I feel like the GU was, like, a little less good at making standalone uh, stories, because, like, Roots is, like, really, uh, the ending is really weak unless you play GU. Yeah. I, I have not beaten GU, so I cannot, cannot uh, say, but yes, I do agree that Roots had a very weak ending. Yes. Well, I mean, it's just because Roots just feeds directly into the beginning of GU. I do like how they, they bring, like, you know, crossover characters when you're playing certain games. You'll be like, oh, my God, look, there's Black Rose. <laughs> you know, like, I think that's yes. I think that's great. I think I, I'm just I'm super happy it's coming back. And I wish that they would re-release the OVAs for Liminality. I think that would be really cool. Um, I don't think that they will, but I, I think that would be really, really awesome. Well, I mean, uh, GU had way less loved uh, OVAs that came with it. I don't. Are they coming with it in the in Last Recode? Well, like uh, the thing about the uh, the GU uh, OVA is that it's actually part of like you know when you like log on uh, to play the game and like you're on like an OS. Yeah. It's actually a part of that OS, so it's not really going to be an extra disc. It's just going to be part of the game. Oh, that's fine. I can do that. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I think they even had episodes of Roots uh, come with the game, too, so that might be there, too. I'm not sure. I'm sure they'll adjust it where necessary. I mean, like, yeah. if it's because it looks like they're putting a lot of work into it, and I think that's I think that's great, and so I'm very A lot excited. of work for a remaster. I, I'm curious how long that fourth volume they're talking about is going to be. Um, I don't know. I would like to assume that it's probably the same length as one of the originals. 
but that's really ambitious in my eyes. Yeah, I, I, I get the feeling that it's probably going to be like a 5 to 10 hour uh, prologue, but who knows. Yeah. Wait, prologue. Epilogue. Epilogue, sorry, yeah. Yeah, sorry. So, um, also in regard to news, did you hear that Naruto to Boruto Shinobi Strikers is getting a character creator? Yes, I did. You know, it's really funny. I did hear that. I heard, I think it was on Kotaku or something, where they're like, you can make your own ninja now. And I was like, why haven't they done that before? It just seems so um, basic. All of these shitty anime games should get character creators, is all I'm saying. When you play Dragon Ball Z, Xenoverse, you can create your own uh, Super Saiyan. That's a good idea. Create your own ninja in Naruto. Hey, that's my 13-year-old self-stream. Uh, create your own Shinigami and Bleach. They don't make Bleach video games anymore. Yeah, but I mean, I, I just think that it, when people were excited about it, they were like, I was going through the comments and they're like, finally, because like it just seemed it just seemed so obvious to everyone, you know? Yeah, yeah, I absolutely. Don't, I don't watch um, either of those shows. I don't watch Naruto or Boruto. Is that what the new one's called? <laughs> Yeah, so interestingly enough, it, it's supposed to translate to Bolt, but they've officially called it Boruto in English and Amer in America. Um, so it just sounds like you name your child after Mexican food. Yeah, no, it just it's just pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, another show is uh, Shokugeki no Soma is getting its third season. Man. Oh, snap! I Th heard about this. Third season, October 3rd, which is really weird because I'm reading it right now from Anime News Network, and it says it's airing at 12.30 a.m., which is not October 3rd. That is October 4th. If you are after midnight, you are no longer the day before. So, well, wouldn't that be, wouldn't that be October 4th, then? Yeah, but uh, it, says, it, says, it says anime will premiere on October 3rd. The anime will air on Tokyo MX... At 12:30 a.m., effectively October 4th, but for some reason in the press release <laughs> it says October 3rd. So go figure. But I am so excited because I do not read the manga, so I am completely fresh. You know, uh, I'm 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 you know wide-eyed and ready to see what happens. I'm very excited. I really like food anime. Um, I'm I'm very very excited to see what someone can get himself into. So weirdly enough, I have been watching. Uh, this is I, this is something you probably should have mentioned. I have been watching the Shokugeki no Soma dub. Yeah, see, I don't know why anyone would ever watch anything dubbed. Uh, fuck you, first of all. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I I love certain dubs. Like Yu Yu Hakusho has a great dub. So yeah, yeah. One of my favorite shows ever. That's the only show it's that kind you of ever a... watch dub though. It's kind of a good dub. I I'm I, I mostly am watching it because you know the scene on like the um hotel test arc, I think it's called, where like where like uh Soma and uh what's her face, um Nariki no not Nariki, um the, the like main girl, you know, the, the rich girl. What's yeah. her, what's her face? I don't remember her name, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I'm terrible with names. Uh as can be seen. Um, but just generally, like, you know, the scene where, like, where they're singing, like, the Japanese theme song, I'm, like, really curious how they do that in the dub, and that's the only reason I've been watching. <laughs> that's, that's the dumbest reason to watch a dub, but I will, I'll let you decide that for yourself once you see it. I'm just, like, so curious, like, are they gonna dub it? Are they just gonna keep it in Japanese? Um, 
like that's my big reason and i don't know why i keep on watching it i, I love shokageki no soma and i love watching the dub i've already seen it though I-, I don't know maybe i'm just like making up a reason for why i should rewatch it i mean it's a great show i think that any excuse to watch it is great Yes. It's definitely one of the better shows that has come out. And the thing is, I know I was talking to someone else about this, and um, I think that because season two came out so quickly, um, a lot of people got to really, really sink their teeth into it. And so, you know, I think having both of those seasons come out back to back was probably a very smart move for them because of how how jam-packed full of storylines it is. And you can really, you know, get a lot of character depth and that gets you psyched up for the third season. And so I, I just think that, um, I'm very excited. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm super excited as well. I have read, read some of the manga, but I don't think I'm up to date. And this is, uh, the upcoming anime is probably gonna, uh, it's probably gonna overtake what I've read. Um, but in general, I'm actually, uh, I'm actually, it's actually great that they've uh, been doing this with, uh, Shokugeki no Soma and Boku no Hero Academia, just because, like, um, both those shows are doing it season by season, uh, and it's great because that means that they actually have, like, uh, you know, budgets instead of, like, coming out, like, all year, like Bleach or Naruto did, uh, and having no budget for any of the episodes, uh, it's just, like, a refreshing change of pace. Like, even if those, uh, they're really close to the manga in both those shows, um, it, it's good for the shows that they get money and get good animation because both those shows deserve it. Just out of curiosity, because you were talking about My Hero Academia, did you like the filler episode? I loved the filler episode. Okay, so I did too. So a lot of people were really upset when they said that they were going to have an anime um, specific filler, but I thought it was totally worth it, and I thought it was a nice break in between what was going on. Yeah, I thought it was fine too, and I mean, Suyu's the best character. I mean, yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people that have chosen her as her waifu, and so I, I have no qualms with their finally with them finally adding some depth to a character um, who is a fan favorite. Excuse me, you don't choose your waifu. Your waifu chooses you. I mean, I'm sure that's the case. I'm not as big as a weeb as you are, but that's that's fine. So, and I is weeb derogatory? <laughs> I use it often, often as like a like nice thing, like "Hey, you weebs!" I say to my friends. I mean, like this was originally going to be called like Weebcast or something like that. Like you want? Oh, we weren't gonna. Co- I I was like Weebcast is a good name, but it's already taken. Yeah, by some weebs. Um, by some fucking weebs. <laughs> um, let's see. I love you, Jeff Thu. Please let me be in your video or whatever, your podcast. Let me in your podcast. Get me off this fucking ship. Um, March Comes in Like a Lion, which is a show that I really liked, um, is getting a 22-episode season two, which I'm very excited for. 22 episodes on October 14th. So if any of you watch March Comes in Like a Lion, get ready. You're going to have a very busy month in October. <laughs> I, I've actually never seen March come, uh, Comes in Like a Lion. I, it was one of those shows that I was going to get into that season, but I just didn't uh, watch it, uh, which is weird because I actually really love the uh, manga author's previous uh, previous manga, uh, Honey and Clover. Like that's like, No way. They did Honey and Clover? Yeah, that's the same creator. 
that's awesome. I, I I was wondering why I liked this so much. It's it's definitely good. It's got a lot of um, great characters, and it's it's really melancholy in a lot of ways, and I like that. Um, I don't know why, but it's just you know it's about this new season. Apparently, is about uh, dealing with bullying, bullying, and the problems of growing up, and that definitely resonates with me. And so I'm very excited for that. I'm excited about everything today, apparently, because I keep saying it, but I am definitely really excited about that. Yeah, you are very excited. And I think very, you said you had some more news, right? Oh, yeah. I, I just have just a smidge of news. Oh, hey, you know what's coming out? Attack on Titan 2 for the PS4 and Xbox, Xbox One, also known as the X-Bone. I have never watched Attack on Titan. So, I would not consider myself a gigantic fan of Attack on Titan. I think it's okay. I haven't really seen the second season yet, but I'm caught up to the manga. Um, I don't think it's the best. I don't think it's the worst. I think it's enjoyable, but I, I don't think it's, like, amazing. I, I'm, I'm pretty lukewarm on the show, is what I'm saying. But I loved that first video game, man. Like, so it's by the same guys who make, um, who, uh, it's by Koei Tecmo who make, uh, you know, Dynasty Warriors. Um, and... Honestly, uh, I hate it when video games uh, adapt like anime directly, which is um, what a lot of the uh, first Attack on Titan game was. Like, you know, because it's always going to be worse than the uh, anime that it's uh, adapting. Uh, uh, But if, like, something does its own thing uh, with the uh, material, then it's always better. And that's, uh, and, you know,. The first Attack on Titan was always better when it was doing its own thing, uh, so I really hope that this does more of its own thing, because, again, there's not nearly as much material as Attack on Titan Season 1, because uh, Attack on Titan Season 2 was cut into 12 episodes, and this seems to uh, cover the same material. Um, but, yeah, like, it, it's one of the best... Um, it's one of the best Warriors game, honestly, uh, and it's just, like, so much fun. Uh, there's lots you can do... Etc. 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 I just like the game. I can't wait for the sequel to come out. Yeah, I mean, I, I have a lot of people that swear by the first season of the anime, and so I don't know. Maybe I'll check out the game and see if I can get into the game more than the anime. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun. Seriously, if you like uh, if you like Musou games or Warrior games at all, then it's worth taking a look at. And now let's talk about the trend that's pretty common in anime right now: isekai. Each week we're going to look at anime tropes, and today we decided to look at isekai. So what's isekai, Garrett? Isekai uh, refers to anime from another world, correct? Uh, yeah, so um, there's a lot of like other world stories, like... Uh, in Western media, I guess the most omnipresent thing would be, like, The Wizard of Oz. Uh, isekai in general tends to play to a lot more Japanese genre tropes, so, like, uh, JRPGs, stuff like that. Probably one of the oldest isekai jo- uh, genre shows is, like, Inuyasha. Yeah, and this season has been really big on isekai. Well, the last couple seasons actually have been with a uh, smartphone in, in another world with my smartphone, I think it's called, Nights and Magic, Restaurant uh, to Another World, stuff like that. Yeah, it's very popular. I mean, it's been very, it's very popular usually like every couple seasons. There's always like a big isekai show that's like uh, really popular that year. Like last year it was like ReZero. A couple years ago it was like Sword Art 
stuff like that. And so I'm just curious, uh, is there a reason that it became, is there something that drew us to it and why it became so popular over the past couple of years? Or was it just something that was always just there and now it's finally in the mainstream? Um, I, I'm not entirely sure. I mean, so I would say that it's largely due to the omnipresence of light novels uh, because they're so popular when it comes to the uh, adaption section of things. So, like, uh, you know, it all started kind of like with a Boogie Pop Phantom, like, in 97 or something, uh, and then just became more popular. I think that Isekai generally just became a genre convention of light novels, and light novels be, uh, have, have been popular for almost 20 years when it comes to anime adaptions. So it just became adapted into anime. I mean, when you talk about the shows like Restaurant in Another World, it's a light novel adaption. Uh, Nights in Magic, it's a light novel adaption. Uh, I mean, those are the big shows. Is there anything that draws you to Isekai? Is there a certain anime that got you into it? Or was there just something relatable about there's some kind of Japanese teenager that always seems to end up in some fantasy world. For me, Isekai always has to have like this interesting hook. Like I imagine like if Isekai was such like a big deal when I was a teenager, for example, it would be like, you know, a thing I was into. But I mean initially uh Dot Hack was like my first Isekai show, if you call it that. It's kind of the progenitor of all like the uh trapped in an MMORPG part of the Isekai genre. Which I mean you have to realize that Isekai is so big that it, it even has, like, its sub-genres within the subgenre. Like, the trapped in an MMORPG is kind of like a sci-fi trope, but it's also kind of like a Isekai trope. Uh, it's, like, uh, almost an Isekai show. I mean, I would consider, like, stuff like Sword Art and Log Horizon, like, uh, an Isekai show, but because... Um, it's also, like, very MMO-involved, and, like, also it's got, like, this fantasy aspect. Um, but, yeah, I guess it was dot .hack because it was, like, uh, but, I mean, that's more of a straight, uh, more of a straight sci-fi show than any of these, like, MMORPG isekai shows. I mean, I guess it was shorter that got me into it, even though I don't like that show very much. Yeah, um, I, mean, I mean, Sword Art is, I mean, it really helped gain popularity for the genre i think um recently not not as a whole but um and i don't think there's anything sad or bad about getting you into a genre as long as you acknowledge that the work might not have been the best that it could have been so uh speaking strictly to sort of online for kind of just having a second season that doesn't need to exist in my opinion but whatever but um um, I mean, like, Inuyasha totally was the one that got me into it. I thought Inuyasha was, I mean, the, it, I didn't find it that relatable because I'm not a teenage girl in um, Japan. Um, but I did find it really interesting doing the two parallels between, you know, what she's doing in the real world and then when she's in, you know, the field Japan. You know, you know, I, I dislike that comment because I was a teenage girl and I, I super was into it. <laughs> So, um, what do you think is Isekai at its worst? Okay, so Isekai at its worst is definitely, like, just, like, hey, why don't we throw in, like, this bland, uh, self-insert character for all the male otaku to, like, get into and, like, uh, surround him with, like, lots of, uh, uh, lady girls 
who are super attractive and like give him a harem and he's also really good at everything like uh are you strictly speaking about in another world with my smartphone because i honestly think that's exactly (laughs) what you're saying because the problem with that show is it just exists it doesn't have a purpose to exist it just exists which is the worst possible outcome that you can have for a show because it basically means eh like i guess like i guess we'll make it yeah, my friend, the other Garrett, as we will sh- uh, as we will call him in the future, is really uh, started that show because he really wanted like an isekai show to get into. For whatever reason, he's really into like uh, he's always hooked by these shitty isekai shows that he knows are gonna be shitty, even though like uh, but because they have like this great hook, he's really interested in them. So he's like, man, you could do a lot with smartphone and like an MMORPG. Uh, or, uh, not an MMORPG, a fantasy world, but like uh, generally, it, it's just like uh, not that great. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of isekai shows like that. Like um, Knights and Magic doesn't exactly do that. I was into my Knights and Magic for like the first few episodes because I like the idea of a mecha otaku just going into a, uh, into another universe with giant robots. But, like, also, it wasn't that great because, like, it's not that he's surrounded by all these cute women that are, like, super attracted to him. Uh, not that I know of. At least I didn't really get too far in that show. But, like, it's more just, like, he is the only one who has any depth and the rest of the characters have are completely flat. Yeah, and uh, I, I agree with that. I mean, I've been watching Night's Magic. Um, I've seen every episode that's aired so far. And it's kind of... It's the problem that you have when you have someone who's just so fucking great at everything. Like, he just doesn't seem to, like, have any hardship that happens to him. You know, he comes from a good family in the show, and then he, you know, gets away with just breaking all the rules all the time, even if it causes destruction and death, even. And then, you know, everyone puts up with it because they just love him, just generically, for no reason. Like, I started getting really into the show when I first watched the first couple episodes and I started reading the manga. Uh, and Jeff Thu brought this up, uh, who's, like, this guy who does a show called Mother's Basement. He's really good at it. He, he does the animes good. Uh, he is a good boy. Um, but anyway, uh, he, he brought up that it's kind of ridiculous that he just goes into an engineering so he can create his ace custom. Um, and then he like brings, uh, brings in like this material and he's going to be like, I'm going to make the best Gundam because I'm the best. And like, it's one thing if programming is his thing and that's why he's so good at magic and piloting a mecha, but it's another thing that he can just create this ace custom that's like completely unique and, uh, like super special awesome um like that's the thing like the worst isekai shows i I would say that knights and magic definitely has its uh has its strong points especially if you're a mecha fan um but like bad isekai shows have protagonists that like aren't that interesting and basically are good at everything and i mean that's just such a staple of the genre like you've got kirito you've got the kid from knights and magic uh I mean, there's lots of characters like that in uh, isekai shows. Um, I mean, that's why ReZero was probably so popular, not just because it had like this group of like really marketable female characters uh, who are the best. 
Um, but also because, like, you have this character who is an otaku, but he's not, like, this win, uh, this guy who wins everything. He has to constantly just keep on trying, and he's not good at everything, and he kind of sucks. Um, but, like, that's what makes that sh- made that show so interesting in the moment is because it did, like, the tropes right and different. Yeah, no, and I totally agree. I mean, as someone who's a, a, a ReZero fan, I uh, I agree. I, I really liked that instantly you're thrust into this world where you know he's just going to get the shit kicked out of him, which is, like, yeah. just, like, so nice for, like, a change of pace. Like, I know that sounds brutal because I don't want to just watch someone get the shit kicked out of him. I want to see them progress. But it was just, like, oh, it's not going to be one of these harem anime, which... Like, the... The you thing know. that distilled my hatred of Kirito is, like, this one gif where, like, in, like, the fourth episode where, like, he has, like, five guys hitting him and he's healing so... His HP or his healing is just so good that each time they attack, like, he immediately regenerates. Like, and, like, you can see all the slashes and, like, cl- crosshairs all over him. It's, like, the most stupidest fucking thing and it's ridiculous. It just shows how, like, uh, much of an OP, like, uh, I'm good at everything character he is. So, I mean, you never really, uh, you didn't really get a word in in regard to what's the worst about Isekai or whatever. Oh, like, well, it's really funny because I I will always go back to this. um, (laughs) Because I'm watching it right now. Because I'm, like, and we just talked, it sucks because we just talked about it. We just talked about um, in another world with my smartphone, but it's literally the pinnacle of what you can say exactly about it. There's a harem anime where um, it didn't start out, you know, completely that way in the first two episodes, and then by the third one, it's just like, oh, he's engaged to, I think it's the third or the fourth, I don't really remember, but he's like, he's engaged to a princess, and he doesn't want to be, and all the other girls are fighting for him, and they're like, oh, we all did rock, paper, scissors to see who could, like, you know, he could have his head in our lap when he was asleep and stuff like that. And I'm just like, this is just so bullshit. And (laughs) that's just the, you know, that's, I think that's it at its worst. And I think it's also when it's a harem that's not interesting. Like, that's just, there are a lot of interesting harems out there. And, like, you are in a magical world you know, with these, a lot of these isekai shows, and the fact that you can't make it more of an interesting harem is just really, just kind of dreadful to me. Like, and I don't know why I'm still watching it. I should probably stop. But I'm, like, a lover of trash anime. So I just, I really, I, I grab, well, I've already invested, like, eight episodes in. So I know there's only four, and I know it can't get much worse. So I'm kind of at that point where I'm like, well, I guess I have nothing to lose, you know? Yes, yes, that makes sense. That's the thing, though, is that isekai more often than not with uh, with these shows are just like an outlet for them to do a different harem show, but they don't do a different harem show. When's the last time you saw like an orc lady in a harem show or whatever? No, and that's totally true because the all the weirdest thing is that they always seem to make them humanoid, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And that's that's very bizarre because if you're going into a show in a fantasy world with a lot of these isekai things, uh, sci-fi or fantasy are very strong, of course. Um, yeah. You would assume that there would be, like, different races, like lizard men or lizard women, of course, and stuff like that. But those never seem to appear unless you're <laughs> fighting them, 
which is just absolute horseshit. And I just I feel like, like I hate it. I feel like Monster Musume uh, like is the best uh, anime to like straddle that line on like on like hey have like gross a- uh, monster or animal people in your anime, but also they are cute. Like it kind of perfectly straddles that line, uh, especially with like the spider lady Arachna. I, I, I want to say is her name. I think that sounds right. I don't know yes. if that's right, but I've I've seen it, so I know what you're talking about. Yes, I, I I was about to say, oh god, did I just bring up Monster Musume with someone who hasn't fucking seen it? This is the worst day of my life. <laughs> well, the the <laughs> thing is, like, it's you. I think something that happens is you watch so much bad anime, you finally feel elated when you get to a good anime and so like you're gonna go through like the monster you know shows and stuff like that and so you're gonna go through the sword art onlines and you know the bunch of shit that you have to go through until you get to the good ones and then once you get to the good ones you're like oh i'm so enthralled by this how come people get it so wrong all the time i I don't know sometimes i feel like uh, a lot of these authors they want to make a good shows but they do what's ultimately marketable uh which is a damn shame uh because I do feel like good shows are ultimately marketable and people will find stuff that's good if it's out there. Um, but more than less, there's not enough good stuff to go around or what you find good may be different uh, or you're just not looking for what's good. You're looking what's for what's trashy but uh, enjoyable. Yeah, and I mean, like, I think that's a problem with... Um, I mean, Isekai is basically, you know taking an ordinary boring in my terms uh, in my opinion a lot of the time person and just thrusting them into an absolutely magical world where everything interesting happens and that's supposed to make it relatable but it doesn't (laughs) like it fails so many times and i and i hate that because i would love to be thrust into a magical world like i would love i would i dreamt of being sukasa in dot hack sign you know yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, Isekai at its best... First of all, Isekai at its best is Konosuba. Let's just say that Konosuba is the best Isekai show ever in all the universe. And fuck you, fight me. I mean, I love Konosuba. I was really disappointed when I heard they weren't doing another season. I think they'll eventually do another season. It might just be an issue with the light novels. I mean, at least... At least we're not me with Durarara in 2010. I don't have access to light novels, and I can't continue the story, even though the show's only like covered like three novels. But, uh, the Konosuba light novels are out there, and they're in English, and they're legal. So like you can continue the story if you really want to. Um, but I'm sure they'll make another season just because like Konosuba is extremely popular in the West and in Japan. Like uh, when I went to Japan in March, uh, so much Megumin stuff. Just a ridiculous amount of Megamine stuff. I mean, <sighs> I, I I think the show, what made it great was the fact that it didn't... It was a comedy that just knew the genre so well. It, it, yeah. it, it was totally tongue-in-cheek, and it was great. And it made fun of absolutely everything we're talking about. Because they put him in a harem, and then they made all the characters, like him hate all the people in the harem basically yeah yeah be like be like oh my god this girl is so perverted and just won't fucking do her job <laughs> like she's the knight and she won't do her job please someone save me and i think that's great i think the fact that they are kind of this um 
what's the word I'm looking for, satire of the whole genre is great because so many people, you know, they try to do a new one and they're trying to be inventive, but you know, most of the time they're just following popular trends and, yeah. and you know, they decided to opt out and go with, Hey, we could just fuck around and just make it an isekai, which I think is great. Yeah, that is great. I, I remember showing a friend, uh, the first episode of Konosuba and then she was just kind of like, Oh man, look at this white bread bland romance between Aqua and, uh, fuck, what's the name of the protagonist? Uh, crap. Yes. Uh, uh, between Aqua and Protag, and I'm just like, oh no, that is not what's happening here. <laughs> but they um, also but, have really likable, like, the designs are just, I'm looking at it right now, and the designs are just so colorful. Each person is a dedicated color, which yeah, is beautiful. Yeah, I mean, beautiful. that's the key aspect of, like, a good anime design. Like, uh, they, they are kind of, like, very, like, JRPG class, but that's kind of the point. They're, like... They're, like, aesthetically very, like, they're aesthetically clear-cut. You can tell a lot from what they're trying to represent by what they look like. And in a lot of ways, that's the joke. When you look at Darkness's design, you don't expect her to act like Darkness. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. And I think that playing off their colors and playing off of their personalities is great. Um, I think that especially with Aqua, who, you know, she's supposed to be this kind of blue, kind of calming color. And then she's kind of berating. She's very, she's just a, this terrible, terrible person who just is, she wants everything kind of handed to her because she's a goddess. And it's just hysterical. And I love it. Yes. Oh, I forgot to mention, in terms of worst uh, uh, isekai anime, have you seen Gates? Um, refresh my memory. Which one is that? Is that the one where they have um, the army go to, like, the other world? And... Yeah, yeah, And then, yeah. Like, like, one of the, the elf woman, like, loses her father and then starts treating him like her father. Is it yeah. that one? Yeah, and it stars, like, basically, like, this really bland otaku protagonist who's also in the army. Yeah. And he's like, oh, oh, yeah, he's like, he's like, uh, I only do this for my hobby. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, so that, it turns out that that show, like, if you look at, like, uh, promotional material and stuff, it's actually totally just, like, um propaganda it's like totally propaganda for the jsdf uh the japanese self-defense force uh where they basically use it as a recruitment tool uh to get people to join that's crazy i know right uh and apparently the author is ex uh jsdf uh, i could be wrong about that but i did hear that somewhere um uh and yeah like, there's promotional tools uh, in Japan uh, to get people to, uh, like, uh, gate fans to sign up for the JSDF. I mean, that's the dark side of Isekai. Like, hey, man, join the JSDF and you, too, can meet an elf lady. Yeah, I... So, it's really funny because that anime reminds me of another one called um, Outbreak Company. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Oh, fuck, I have seen Outbreak Company. I was about to talk about that when it comes to the 
worse stuff because I hated that fucking show. Yeah, so it's so those two have like a lot of parallels, which is kind of bad because they're both shit shows. Um, but it's just they do such a bad job of exploring any character but the main character, which is the problem that we had with. Um, Oh, fuck, I already forgot the name of the show. But it's a problem that we have all the time uh, with Knights and Magic. Yeah. Well, I mean, what do you think uh, Isekai ultimately means for the future of anime? I mean, I, I feel like the past few years have shown, like, Isekai really does have some kind of legs uh, when it comes to genre. Originally, I thought it was just kind of like this genre trapping that would go away, but... In a lot of ways, especially when you looked at past and what it uh, compares to a lot of isekai shows right now, uh, I don't think that isekai is going anywhere uh, anytime soon. I think it's going to fade in popularity, like a lot of anime tropes do, but I don't think it's really going to be this thing uh, that's really ever going to stop because it's like a pretty popular genre uh, trapping. I mean... Uh, Katakawa, for example, and you mentioned this uh, off podcast. Um, I mean, it even doesn't allow uh, isekai submissions anymore because the genre is just too fucking popular. Yeah, which is which is crazy. Um, I mean, I understand it and I, I support their decision 100 percent. But it's crazy when you have this thing where it's like it's the same effect of uh, superhero movies right now. And oh, superhero yeah. Absolutely. TV shows where people are like, oh, man. Even if they're really good, I've seen enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's in, that's the problem that we're about to run into, uh, and they've they've started noticing that, which I'm very proud of them. So if you're listening, anyone from that company, I I support you. Um, but well, I, I just I just I don't want it to completely go away because when you have the good shows, they're really really good. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like as long as you like, as long like Restaurant in another uh, from Another World is like a great example of how to do a different isekai show, a different kind of isekai show. Um, and there's plenty of like isekai tropes, like uh, for example, uh, that are uh, that are still used in plenty of other shows. Like for example, Don Machi isn't technically an isekai show because nobody really goes to another world, but it does have plenty of those trappings. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think it's something that's going to... Uh, uh, I mean, even Knights and Magic uh, still kind of does something different in the fact that it's a show more about mecha, uh, mecha otakus than it is about like generic fantasy otakus. Maybe we'll see someone go into a sci-fi world or like a different kind of fantasy world or something a little more interesting and different. But yeah, I, I don't think it's ever really going to completely go away because like, it's, again... Uh, when it comes to Western media, the biggest, uh, most popular, most uh, famous example of this uh, genre is Wizard of Oz. I don't think it's really something that's ever really going to go away. Um, I mean, so I think that's it for Isekai. Do you have any other thoughts? No, that's, that's fine. <laughs>